you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Well, let's give that to Jesus Christ. Can you clap your hands? Oh, we can do just a little better than that. I want to say uh, while you're standing that uh, we need to give Pastor Jordan and his family a great big hand. Such an incredible family. This church is blessed and honored because its leadership has the heart and mind of God. And they want to see revival. Amen. Anybody here want to see revival? Amen. So I want to say I remember that time very well. In fact, on the way up here, I wanted to know how many songs the choir was singing because we wanted to come in right at the last moment because it seemed to work last year really good. Uh, No, but we are so honored to be back at The Awakening. What an incredible move of the Holy Ghost. And I'm thankful uh, and blessed and honored today to have my beautiful wife and Colin and Connor with us here today. If, if you see my wife sitting, uh, it's not because uh, she doesn't want to worship. Uh, she is going to be facing a surgery pretty soon, and uh, we are praying for that uh, to happen. But she loves God, loves to worship, and it kills her to uh, not go, th- you know, go through worship like she wants to. Uh, but I am so thankful that we have a God that is a healer. And so interestingly enough, if you'll give me just a couple minutes, I'll be standing longer than you, I'm sure. Um, But if you'll give me just a couple minutes. So God has done incredible things at Abundant Faith Church in Evansville. Uh, Since the first of the year, since January 1, we have baptized nine people in Jesus' name. And I'm thankful for that. The most incredible part is half of those were not even baptized during a church service. They were, can you meet me at the church? And, and I want to be baptized. And I love that. We've also seen incredible healings take place, which is what I wanted to tell you about before I start preaching today. Because we had a, a situation a couple weeks ago where a young man in our church uh, came to me, and he's got a cousin that is a, a registered nurse in Seattle, Washington, who contracted a virus, and that virus got into his system, and they thought they were going to lose him. Like, they, they were 24 hours, and he was going to die. They did not realize what was going on. They ended up putting him on life support, 
So we prayed for him on a Wednesday night prayer. The first of the month, every Wednesday night, is church-wide prayer. And so we prayed for him on a Wednesday night. And I got a phone call that evening that they don't know what happened, but they took him off life support in Seattle. The next day, he was improving. The next day, they let him go home. Does anybody believe with me here today that Jesus Christ is a healer? He's a healer. That is one of countless noted miracles that we have already had taken place. And the reason why I told you that is because it's not just happening in Evansville. It's happening all over. And before that I came here, the Lord, before my family and I came here, the Lord spoke to me and told me specifically, I don't know who it is, but before this day is over today, there are three people here that he wants to heal in Jesus' name. You are, you've been wrestling with whatever this is for a long time. The Lord said, enough is enough. Today's the day. So whoever's going to receive their healing today, today's your day. I also, I just want to tell you this as a faith builder because I believe in this stuff. So our, our senior deacon at our church text messaged me right before we came up here, and he said, I believe in the Holy Ghost, that three people are going to receive the Holy Ghost at your service today. Now, the only reason why I'm telling you this is because God said it, and where I'm from, if God said it, that settles it. Come on, somebody help me today. And that's all I need to know. Not claiming to be a prophet, I'm just claiming to believe in God. And so if you're here today, I want you to believe with me that God's going to do a miracle in your life. Lives are going to be changed today. Tonight might be something altogether different. I'm excited to see what's going to happen today and in the service tonight. But we are, we are without a doubt honored to be here. We love this family and this church very much. It makes me feel like at home, I'm home when I'm here. And, and we love it. So thank you for the opportunity to come. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Amen. Just going to read four verses in your hearing today. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. Amen. I'm so happy. Uh, Brother Greg Godwin was here on Sunday. Brother Court Chavis, very dear friend of mine here through the week. And I am so thankful that they left a little bit of something to have church with. I don't know, I mean, I know Brother Chavis really well. I can't believe that he just didn't take everything when he left. you got to watch him. can't really trust him if it's not nailed down. No, I'm just kidding. That's all right. All right, Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. How many is ready to preach with me today? Amen. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. Look at your neighbor and say, he was carried. Whom they laid daily, every day, every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, look on us. Now, I want to stop right there. I don't even want to get into what we already know is going to happen. If you know anything about this story, you should know what's going to happen. I mean, look, we'll fast forward. There's a miracle. But before that miracle ever took place, something had to happen. I am not going to preach to you something today that's just going to be blow your mind. It's the most simple and elementary thing you could ever miss. See, he was looking at them for one thing, but they were giving him another. What he was looking on initially was not what God wanted to give him. I want to talk to you with the help of the Lord today. Hand out to hand up. Hand out to hand up. I don't know who might be here today. Your mentality, your life might be reaching or looking for a handout. God's not here to give you a handout today. Come on, somebody. He's here to give you and this church a hand up today. I want you to lift your hands, lift your voice. Would everybody help me pray right now? Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I thank you for your spirit that we already feel here today. God, we know that miracles are in the house. God, if we'll just get ourselves out of the way and let you have your way, God. Miracles are here. Your anointing is here. Your salvation power is here. Help us, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. I wonder if you could clap your hands, amen, to the Lord today. And God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing and worshiping the Lord today. Choir, praise team, fantastic job leading us in worship. Now, I want to, this is what I want to look into today. I want to look on three very simple words. Look on us. It's not, it's not heavy. It's not big. It's, it's very simple right here. Right here, Peter is saying to this man who is lame, who had been laid, the Bible says, daily. That's every single day of his life. From the time he was born, he was lame. But he was laid at this beautiful gate, this gate called beautiful. Every single day he was laid there. He had strength. In every other place in his body, he had strength in his neck, he had strength in his arms, in his hands, he had strength in his torso. He could move every other part of his body, but he could not walk everywhere except his hands and his feet. Now, according to Jewish custom, if you were in that condition, whether you were born or some disease overtook you, you could not work. No man would hire you. So therefore, your only job was to be a beggar. Your only occupation was to beg for your livelihood. And so every day, this man went to work. He went to work because somebody carried him to the temple. He went to work because he took his cup every day. Same cup, same device that he would use to get money. 
and he would lay at the gate of the temple. He wouldn't go in the temple, but he would lay outside of the temple. And he begged for money. Anybody that could help him survive. Can you imagine if this were you today? Put yourself in that position where maybe you were simply born that way. I've come to tell somebody today that really you were. Really you and I were born this way. Every man that has been born has been born into sin. It was not our fault. It was nothing we could help. But we were born under the sin of Adam. And so every day of our lives we wrestle with this disability. We were born into our situation. Not our fault, but everybody is born that way. We were born into a situation that we did not choose. Nobody asked us, what's your opinion on how you want to be born? No, we were We're all born into sin. We have strength everywhere else in our lives. We're successful in our jobs. We have loving families. We're blessed beyond measure. But there's something about us that just isn't right. I've come to tell you today that the God of all creation knows your situation. And there's not one thing here today he cannot touch. As easily as God can heal, he can deliver from sin. Come on, somebody clap your hands if you believe that today. Does anybody here have a spirit of expectation today? Let me tell you a little something about expectation. Expectation is defined of the act or the state of looking forward to an event as if it is about to happen. When I come to church, I have a spirit of expectation. When I drove here today, I had a spirit of expectation. I don't know how you came today, but I have a spirit of expectation today. I expect somebody to get healed in Jesus' name. I expect somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I expect somebody to be baptized. Come on, somebody. Worship God with me today. I have a prospect for the future. Grounds upon which something that is excellent is going to take place. I have a spirit of expectation. But this beggar, this man, lame man from his mother's womb, had none of that. All he ever knew was the same old beggar's life. Day in. Day out. And we see it here. We read where Peter and John walked upon him. And he laid there. And Peter had to tell him. And this is what amazes me. He was looking. He saw them coming. But as soon as they, he saw Peter and John coming, like everybody else, he cast his eyes downward again. He didn't look on them with expectation at first. Peter had to say, look on us. Peter had to say, stop looking down. Peter had to say, you've been there so long, all you see is down. Everybody here trying to help you, and you can't even look up to say thank you. 
Come on, I'm here to preach to some folks here today. You might have been in church for many years and pastor and people trying to help you, but because you're always looking down, you don't know who's trying to help you, who's trying to reach for you. You can't even say thank you because the devil has told you that all you'll ever see is doubt. Come on, somebody. I'm about to preach to somebody today. Peter had to remind him, you ain't looking up. All you see is down. Now that might seem like a simple observation for you, but for me it speaks volumes. He was looking down, always looking down. All he would hear is the noise in his cup. You know, some people are expecting other people to help them out so much, all they hear is the noise in their cup. All you hear is the noise in your cup. You hear what people do, but you haven't even taken account of who it is that's trying to help you. God trying to speak to somebody in your life, and you don't even know who it is because all you see is down. Who here among us today is looking down? Maybe always looking down. You've been in your situation so long, all you see is down. Everybody here today, there is somebody here that needs to be reminded, look on us. I've come to tell you that God brought you here today. It was God. This lame man had his family or friends carry him every day to the temple. Some of you here, you don't even know how you got here today. Your situation has been so bad. It's been so messed up. It was only God that carried you here today. But God said one way or another, you're going to get to church today. Come on, anybody hear what I'm preaching right now? Some of you don't even know. You didn't have enough strength this morning to even get dressed. Your situation is so bad, you don't want anybody to know it. But God carried you here today. Come on, can I hear from anybody that God carried them here today? See, we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit, Brother Lytle, that just possibly, possibly, we didn't do it on our own strength. We all want to be pretty in church. We all want to walk in and let pastor and everybody else think that everything's all right. But I've come to tell you, as a pastor for over 19 years, there's times when I've made it to church and I don't even know how I got there. I was distraught. I was discouraged. Over the last 19 years, I stood in the pulpit and said, God is going to have to be you because I know it ain't none of me. But I've come to tell you that every time that I expected God to work a miracle in my life, he came through every time. Come on, somebody. Why don't you let God bear you up today? Why don't you let him lift you up today? I need somebody just to worship God. I need somebody to praise Him. God's going to do something here today. Let me tell you something. I got to tell you this. God commissioned Peter and John to go into that temple and say, look on us. Why did Peter not say, you need to look up and look to God? Didn't he say, just look up, look up, look up. No, he said, look on us. Look on us. 
The reason why he said look on us is because not just everybody is suitable for you to look upon. Not everybody can help you. Not everybody. When, when you choose to look at somebody, you need to look at somebody with a testimony. Oh, I'm fixing to preach something to you right now. Not everybody can be an example for you. Not everybody can lay hands on you. Not everybody can pray for you and something happen. Let me tell you where I'm at in my life. If I have a need in my life or in my body, I don't want just anybody praying for me. I need somebody with a testimony praying for me. Because if he did it for you, he should surely do it for me. Do I have anybody here with a testimony? Anybody here ever been healed of cancer? Anybody here ever had their marriage put back together? Come on, I need to hear from somebody today that has a testimony. Somebody that believes because that's who needs to do the praying today. I've seen it happen. Pastor Jordan, at, at, at our church at home, I've watched it happen. People come up and they're, they, they come up to the altar. They need prayer. And just about everybody you can imagine comes up and prays for them. People that got sin in their own life. And they're up there praying for them. Because they think if they're up there praying for this person, that you won't notice what's going on in their life. What I notice is you can hinder a miracle. If your spirit's not right. Is this all right today? I know, hey, this is called awakening, so we're going to have to wake up. Peter said, look on us. Because we are who you need to see. You don't need to see everybody else going into that temple. You need to see somebody that's about to walk into the temple with a spirit of expectation. Can I tell you that an atmosphere without expectation will kill your dreams? I don't care what you pray for. I don't care what you dream about. I don't care what somebody prophesied over you. I've had people tell me, oh, so-and-so said I was going to do this, and so-and-so said I was going to do that, but you haven't done it yet. You know why? Because somewhere you lost your expectation. Come on, somebody, clap your hands, and let's ask God to talk to us today. Can I tell you that an atmosphere of expectation is essential for a supernatural move of the Spirit? Healings won't happen where there is no spiritual expectation. I can brag about miracles all day long, but unless you came in here today expecting a miracle in your own life, you're going to leave as empty as you came. But I want to talk to somebody that if you showed up and you said, I've been at it all week and God hadn't healed me yet, but I'm telling you today on Sunday morning, I will not leave without, I will not leave without my miracle. Here's the problem we get into, Pastor, is that some folks have been in their situation for so long 
but they've been in it long enough to stop expecting. We've been in our situation so long, we have stopped expecting things to happen. We have intermittent seasons of revival. And when we're up, we're up. But, buddy, when we're down, we're way down. That's not the plan of God. God desires for us to expect something every time we walk into His presence. And so instead of expecting something better for your situation, you no longer expect. Now you just accept your situation. You have become comfortable in your own dysfunction. I want to preach to somebody today. Before your situation goes from bad to worse. Your situation may seem bad today, but I'm here to tell you it can get a lot worse. And if you are not settled on how you trust God, you're just simply not going to make it. But I want to encourage you today to look on me. I want to tell you today that look on somebody that claims to be nothing but an individual that knows God answers prayer. I want to tell somebody, he did it for me, he can do it for you. My wife can tell you, I'm not even supposed to be preaching right now. I should be talking through a voice box in my throat. But God stepped in and said no. I'm talking to somebody here today that needs to hear this preacher. They thought I had lung cancer, but God said no. You better look on me today. You feel the Holy Ghost. You better look on me today because there is a God that can heal your body. Don't you tell me God's not a healer. Don't you tell me he doesn't see you. I want everybody worshiping him right now. I need everybody. Come on, lift the spirit of expectation. Lift the spirit of faith here today. I've come to preach to you today. Stop looking for a handout all the time. Pastor, give me a handout. Church, give me a handout. Can I tell you, we come to church, we expect the choir and the music team to give us a handout. Church has become a big handout session for a lot of folks. Alms. In fact... If God could just, don't make me come to an altar. Just bring it to my seat. Y'all know I'm preaching. Y'all know I'm talking to somebody today. I'm not doing this right now to get a pat on the back. I'm not doing this right now to get under your skin. I'm telling you that we have to shift the spirit in our churches. If we will expect, God will show up. If we... Stop accepting everything for the way that it is and start expecting that. I expect this church to explode in revival. I expect there not to be an empty seat in the house. Come on, somebody. I expect pastor to see more miracles in his own life and in this church than we've ever seen before. I expect this church to have a supernatural ha, awakening. 
Do you want it? Do you want it? Because you can have it. Come on, you can have it. You don't have to accept your situation today for the way that it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. They laid him every day at the gate. But nobody ever carried him inside. Hey, you want to go inside? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm comfortable right here. No, no, no. Come on. If you, man, the, man the, the, the glory's in there. The power's in there. And he was so content with his dysfunction. Can I tell you the, something about miracles? Is that if the longer you refuse your miracles, the more you marry your misery. The longer that God wants to give you a miracle and you reject those miracles, every day you wake up with misery. And that's why his days were as long as they were is because instead of getting inside, he was content in being out. I've come to, I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost today is that you're here, but you're not really here. But the Holy Ghost has sent me to tell you today that you need to come in from the outside and get your miracle. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost today. He had become so consumed with his own tragedy that all he could do was beg for money. So many people are just so consumed with their own tragedy. You got a problem? Well, I bet you ain't got one like I got. You got a situation? Mine's way worse than yours. Everybody's got a worse situation, right? Everybody's got a bad situation. He was so consumed with his tragedy. Might I remind you that this man was not lame from the neck down. He was only lame and to the extent that his feet and ankle bones did not have strength. The Bible says he could not walk. There was one thing out of the many things that he could not do. It's amazing to me that we highlight what we ain't good at. It's amazing that we give all praise and glory and honor to the one thing that's trying to hold us hostage. But if you could see what God has already done for you, there ain't nobody hearing me here today. Nobody is hearing me here today. You would begin to praise, yes, I've got this situation, but look at how good God has been to me. Somebody clap your hands and praise him. Somebody praise him. The enemy wants you to stop expecting, but God is telling you, look on me. Look on me. Things are so bad. Gentry, things are so bad. They're so bad. Call the funeral home. Make the arrangements. Dig the hole. Dig it wide. I'm a goner. I pastor so many goners. We just had a woman come to our church. I shared this with, with Pastor Jordan. I shared this with Pastor Jordan. He had a woman come to our church, older lady. And she, we welcomed her, and she handed me a blue folder. And in that blue folder was three pages full 97 diagnosed 
illnesses. Ninety-seven things that she says she could die from. One of them was acid reflux. I grabbed her hand. I said, honey, let me encourage you right now. I have that, and I'm still here by the grace of God. Come on, somebody. But I walked away shaking my head thinking, oh, Lord, this woman believes she's got 97 things wrong with her. And the Lord spoke to me and said, it doesn't matter if it's 97 things or one thing. That can keep somebody from seeking a miracle. Just one thing can keep somebody from seeking a miracle. I went back to her and I said, I have a question for you. Do you believe that God can heal you from all of these things? And she said, well, I think so. I said, hun, I think so. It's not going to cut it. So many people come to church and that's what they believe. Well, I think God can do it. That's why you're not healed yet. I think God can do it. That's why you're not touched yet. I think God can do it. That's why your marriage is in the same place it's in. I think God can do it. That's why your finances are stuck. I think God can do it. Let me tell you, there's a difference between I think he can and I know he can if he did it for me. I need somebody just to offer up a praise right now. I need somebody to praise right now. Hey! This man spent every day looking for some change. But his life took a turn when he quit looking for some change and he got a hold of a change. Some of you here today, you come every Sunday, every church service looking for some change. Some a little here, a little there. But God's come to give you a change today. He looked on Peter and John. And when he looked up, the Bible says he looked on him. And this is where it happens. He looked on them expecting to receive something from them. See, I know how the Bible is saying it, but let me tell you how I take it. The Bible didn't say that he looked on them expecting to receive alms from them. But alms in just a little, just a little change of mind, alms turned from something specific to something altogether different. And Peter said, silver and gold, what you're looking for, what you think you want, what you think you need. Come on, somebody. Have I none, but such as I have. What I do have. I don't have money, but I do have a testimony. Come on, somebody. I don't have money, but I do have a testimony. And I've come to preach to somebody today. It's your testimony that can change somebody's life. Ready? The Bible says that when Peter reached down to him and took him by the hand, you got to make that connection. Don't just pray for somebody, you know, by your bed at night. Reach out and take, make that connection. The Bible says that he, and I love this part, leaping up, stood. Now here's a man that has never known what it was like to walk. But when he got up, 
he didn't stagger up. The Bible says immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. They were corrected in an instant. And the Bible said, he didn't say he just barely got up or they helped him to his feet, but he leaping up stood. He jumped up on his feet. You know what happened? He went with them into the temple, leaping, running. Oh, come on, somebody. Shouting and praising God. Oh, I don't have anybody here helping me this morning. I wish I had somebody here today that said I may not have expected it, but now I have expectation, and I'm going to leap up. I'm going to jump up. I'm going to come to this altar. I'm not going to wait another minute. I'm going to come get my healing. Right there, right there, right there. Pray, pray, pray. If you need a healing, I need you to come and lift your hands. And I want somebody with a testimony to lay hands on them and pray. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want everybody to pray. Everybody with the Holy Ghost. Everybody with a testimony. These people are up here right now, ready to receive their miracle. We got three people right now. That is a sign from the Holy Ghost. You are going to receive your healing. I'm looking at three people right now. Come on, ministers. Come on, somebody with a testimony. Sister Jordan, Sister Maroney, lay hands right now on her head. I want you to pray. Pray for her body right now. I command healing in the name. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I expect it. I will not leave until I get my miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead right now. I want you to believe it. This is your day. This is your miracle. I'm not here for a handout. I'm here for a hand up. That's it. There's your healing. There's your healing. You go on and shout. There's your healing. Right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Right now, I want you to pray and believe it right now in the name of Jesus. Lay hands on them. Come on, if you got a testimony, if God's ever brought you out, I want you to pray right now. Go ahead and shout. Go ahead and shout. 
Go ahead and dance. Go ahead and praise him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. The doctor's report is going to confirm it. Come on. The doctor's report is going to confirm it. You have been healed. You have been healed. I pray for the healing power of the Lord right now to move in this body. I pray, God, that as you gave feet and ankle bone strength, that you would repair this bone right now. In the name of Jesus, I trust in you for a miracle. Right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Who else needs a miracle? Who else needs a miracle? Lift your hand. That's it, brother.